This is It Happened One Year, a look back at the events, big and small, famed and forgotten from... Hey everybody! We're doing it again! Welcome to the show! Here we are. Uh, it happened one year, 1967. Indeed! This is, uh... uh you know, this one is going to be a little odd i think for us <laughs> not to get right to the uh... i feel like you say something like that every time no usually i feel like I, I, I as i go back and listen to these episodes a lot of times we start with just like oh can you believe we're still doing this show <laughs> but uh it's other times it's kind of like ah but this one i think is a little different because a lot of times when we talk about a product a yep. thing yep uh we are pretty much in lockstep agreement about that product oh, yes. and this one we are not we disagree hard yeah but yeah. before that yep uh small talk how, oh, how, yeah. how how are things? Uh, things are good. You know, it's cold. It's like negative 10 degrees here mm-hmm. in Chicago. 2023. Blows. <laughs> it's pronounced below. It's below, below zero a lot of the time. Negative 11 degrees blows. <laughs> I do, this is how people are describing it now. Uh, yeah, but yeah. We're, uh, we're we're doing the show. It's a Friday night. And, uh, oh, and every, if you've listened, you know, Friday night episodes. They, we get loose. They get, they, get, they get weird and sleepy. We get sloppy. We are again drinking Trader Joe's dazzling 1967 wine. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, so I made Joe, last time we made red wine cocktails to drink it, because Joe is not a red wine drinker. Not I, a fan. I am. I enjoy red wine. Um, and this red wine is fine. It's not good. It's fine. Cheap Trader Joe's it's wine. Cheap Trader Joe's wine. It was um, nearby. It was, and it's a, it's called 1967. Like yeah. it's amazing. But last time I made a cocktail, it had like soda water and lemon juice and like crushed. It was a, this big complicated thing. This time I found a recipe that was like, oh, it's red wine, but like a Bloody Mary. And I was like, oh, what's that? And they're like, it's just red wine and Dr Pepper. <laughs> But if you don't have Dr. Pepper, you can just use Coke. Yeah. So Joe just has a glass with equal parts red wine and Diet Coke. It's not bad. It's okay. I'm not not gonna lie. I I don't really like red wine, so if you can take anything and dull the red wineness of it, and this is dulled with soda, nothing wrong with that. It sounded disgusting. I found found the recipe and I was like, this maybe? And Joe was like, all right. Uh, But when you drink it, you're like, oh, that's red wine. Oh, that's Diet Coke. Like, it doesn't blend. It doesn't mix. They just, they taste the same. In practice, it's better than it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Before we charge forward with yeah. we've got to argue about old rock and roll. We have to thank uh, our friend Shannon who did the intro to today's show. Shannon appears in our upcoming or, oh, I'm sorry, past scripted episode. Okay, to be oh, fair. Those episodes have definitely come out and everyone loves them. <laughs> to be fair, when we're recording, they've not come out yet. But yeah. yes, our past scripted episode, uh, Visitors to, to Nova Scotia. I've many times on this show called it the Visitors from Nova Scotia, which would not be aliens. Those no. would just be Canadians. <laughs> right. And I don't know where they're going. I think that's why I got confused. 
Yeah, I've noticed that, and I like can't go back and fix that, so I'm just like, ah, I'm letting it roll. But the show is called The Visitors to Nova Scotia, because aliens... It's aliens. Or are they? <laughs> listen to the show, visit Nova Scotia. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Shannon pops up in that, and yeah. uh, she did an admirable job. Yeah. Solid. Yeah, Solid she work. Did great. We yeah. had to keep calling her back to come we back did. and record more stuff, because I kept running out of people <laughs> in our cast of 35. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know who also started running out of people come 1969-ish? The Rolling Stones. Oh my god. Uh, Brian Jones was still in the band oh. in 1967, but he did die in 1969. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and <laughs> That's quite the pivot. Well, I just wanted to... Because if you look at the cover of the album, yeah. uh, I know you're not as maybe as versed... I'm, I'm a big mm. Rolling Stones fan, but uh, yep. but even I don't have a great idea timeline-wise. Yeah. You would be questioning who this person is. And that is Brian Jones. I'm questioning who most of those people are. Uh, <laughs> You've seen all of these people in person. In the middle, that's Mick Jagger. Good. Uh, let me see if I can get the rest right. Um, Fascinating radio for the listeners. <laughs> right okay, here. listeners, take a look at the... Left your, to right. Your Satanic Majesty? Their Satanic their Majesty's satanic, request. Yeah. Their 1967 release in December. They The Rolling Stones did put out a much more popular album in 67, but we chose not to cover that one. Okay, I didn't know that was an option. Well, so the thing, <laughs> the reason... Okay, the reason we packaged this all together the yeah. way we did... 1967 has a lot of real psychedelic albums. Yeah. Most bands all of a sudden pivoted to, we need to put out a psychedelic album here in the summer of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the most famous of those probably is Sgt. Pepper's. Yeah. Um, but we- the Rolling Stones decided, you know, let's get away from our bedrock blues and rock sound and make a psychedelic album. Yeah. And that's what we're covering. I mean, let's be clear. The Beatles recorded their psychedelic album. In 1966. Right. So they were ahead of the game. Yeah. I feel like now we have a competition between the two albums, but right. I feel like that's probably unfair because I'll just win handily, but they were ahead of, and then these guys were like, oh shit, like yeah. we got to get on that. It's night. And so they got in, they squeezed yeah. it in at the end of the year. All right. So again, okay, yeah. just, just for argument's sake, this is Charlie Watts. Left to right. Charlie oh, Watts. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Keith. Keith Richards, Mick Jagger, yeah, Mick. Brian Jones. Sure. And Bill Wyman. Okay. Uh, who did also eventually leave the band, but he was in the band for yeah. third twenty five. You know, I wasn't. I was gonna. I wasn't gonna come up with Charlie Watts for that guy, but that clearly looks like him. Oh yeah. We took the be- Charlie Watts, who we we've seen the Stones a number of times. Late Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but when we saw them a couple years ago over at Soldier Field, there were pictures of him up on the screen drumming, and he just looks like he's typing on a typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's reading his his bills. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he does not rock hard. No. That was really not his, his method <laughs> like, of drumming. Straight yeah. face, yeah. just drumming away. Yeah. And he was great. Yeah. Like, But was, his face while he drums is like my favorite thing. They're not that kind of band. Yeah. I felt like they weren't a drum-heavy band. I remember when I saw some, I want to say it was They Might Be Giants. I think it was some band where then the drummer did impressions of other drummers. Oh, and so they did parts of songs, and it was like <laughs> well, a lot of funny. like John Bonham and like Keith yeah. Moon and like real rock. And then at one point they just go and Charlie Watts, and I was like, woo! But it just starts going like just doom, 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 and, and everybody's laughing, and I'm like, oh, Charlie Watts. <laughs> Charlie Watts alone. He's so, great. Yeah. But no, so... Well, no, he's dead, but... He's now dead. Before that, he was great. Uh, he was the first Rolling Stones band member to die since Brian Jones. So they were a band who managed to stay together <laughs> a long time. But yes, he was the first uh, band member to die since Brian Jones. So that was a, yeah. a good... They, they put a together good a good 50 years yeah, yeah. without anyone dying. Yeah, good for them. Some people left, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but otherwise, they stayed together. Yeah. But no, they put out Between the Buttons in, like, January of 67. What? That's their other album. And Between the Buttons has hits on it. That's their... All their hits from 67 
come from Between the Buttons, which had Let's Spend the Night Together and Ruby Tuesday on it. And you made me listen to that album when we could listen to B- I, Behind the Buttons or whatever. I really like their Satanic Majesty's Request. I realize it's not for everybody. I'm just going to say it's not for me. It doesn't sound like any, any other Rolling Stones oh, album. It's a uh, very out there. Something anyone would enjoy. This is an album where during the recording of it, uh, 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 60% of the band got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they just kept getting drug charges. Sure. Uh, Mick and Keith both did, I think, like a day in prison. Yeah. Um, but it was compli- It was like nonstop complications. Uh, you know, the, the sound is real disjointed, partly because the band was very rarely ever in the same room together while they were recording. <laughs> so, but they did start recording it in January. It was more or less after Between the Buttons had come out. Sure. So people did later criticize it for being kind of a knockoff of Sgt. Pepper's, even though Sgt. Pepper's didn't come out until... April. So, like, when they're recording it, this had not happened yet. So, like, it's just after the fact that then it's like, well... But it's because everybody was putting out this kind sure. of album, right? yeah. But uh, it's only really in later years that I think this album got any kind of critical appreciation. In its day, I think you listening to it all the way through was was people's reaction 67. They're like, this is not well, good. I, There's not a lot of hits on this album. I, not even that. I believe at one point, at the end of the first Sykes, we listened to it on vinyl... There's just like some audio of a guy snoring. So, well, that there's there's snoring that's packaged around uh, two thousand man, but sure. there is this that I didn't realize what this was until I actually looked this up uh, tonight. Was there's this thing they call like a hidden track, like a, they just call it a hidden track, yeah. but it is just sounds like a bunch of noise. Is actually Bill Wyman saying in a very slowed down voice, "We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas and a happy new year." It's called Cosmic Christmas, and it's not a song. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, well, the album originally was going to be called Cosmic Christmas because they knew it was going to come out in December. Again, this was when everybody was very high. Sure. So all of the songs originally had different names and, like, there's all <laughs> this stuff to it. So mm-hmm. so I understand that this isn't, like, a normal Rolling Stones yeah. album um, in, in a lot of the same ways that Sgt. Pepper's isn't, like, a normal Beatles album. It's just that... Sergeant Pepper's has hits. Yeah. And the most notable song on this is clearly She's a Rainbow, which is probably only famous because of those paint commercials. <laughs> I, I like, I actually like a lot of this album. Yeah. I think 2000 Man is a great song. Yeah. Um, I think 2000 Light Years From Home is a pretty good song. Uh, Sing This All Together is good before it hits that reprise and really starts dragging the album down. Yeah. So there's a lot of, but there's a lot of just kind of yeah. melodies and they were using a lot, there's a lot of theremin in there. Like there's a lot of weird stuff <laughs> I, that fought its way onto this I, album. I guess it's hard with an album to talk about it because like the album should be the front to, the, the start to, to end experience, yeah. right? Because yeah. otherwise, and certainly more so now when, you, when everything's tracks and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like even then... The album should be... And there's so many dead spots on this album. Like, a lot of it sounds kind of the same. Yeah. It's like there's a lot of long, yeah. psychedelic you know, sitar-sounding songs. Yeah. And I get that that's... I, I But again, like I kind of like it. I think yeah. as, a, as a tapestry of music, it's kind of nice because it it's... I like I kind of like psychedelic rock, and this yeah. is their only psychedelic rock album. Yeah, but I realize it's not what you would go into a Rolling Stones album for. No, I yeah, I guess psychedelic has never been my vibe. As you you know me, I'm yeah. not a very psychedelic-y person. I not, want things. That's to not be, how people would describe you. No, 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 I want things to be practical and understandable and relate. I want to know what what this is that I'm listening to and why. Like I, that's what I want to know. You want to know whose butt it is and why it's farting. And why it's farting? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would say I did all of this album. Even yeah. though I like the Rolling Stones, I would say on on the whole better than the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you compare these two albums, and I think uh, one's a one and one's a ten. 
And uh, <laughs> this one is not the 10. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, you know, I, I don't know that I would even really try to convince somebody, yeah. like, to listen to this. Because yeah. it is hard. Like, if you don't already like this kind of music... Sure. And even if you love the Rolling Stones, this doesn't right. sound like a Rolling Stones album, I mean, so it's hard to then, like, direct people to it and be like, yeah. oh, but have you ever listened to their Satanic Majesties? Like, it's... That's the thing about it, is it doesn't sound like the Rolling Stones. When we started the album, I thought it was another Beatles album, mm. because it it was, like, so not the Rolling... Not yeah. how I think of the Rolling Stones, yeah, yeah. and, you know, not what most of their music is. Yeah. It sounds like part of the reason that this album is the way it is is because they were having so many drug problems. Their regular producer, like didn't work on this sure so this is their first yeah. album that they produced yeah which is going to be yeah you know problematic and then inside of that it is like their songs their songwriting process clearly wasn't being followed like this was a lot of experimentation and yeah let's bring in there's a mellotron is used at one point which I don't is, even know what that is some sort of wild instrument like they're just using doing all kinds of weird stuff and so it has that more beatles sound that kind of wall of sound sound yeah which I think is why then later, when this album finally comes out, people do kind of say, like, this is just kind of a weird knockoff of Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there a comparable Who psychedelic album? There is, right? The only, the Who's only real psychedelic album, even then, I wouldn't even say it's psychedelic. It's just different is the Who sell out, mm-hmm. which is like has all those commercials in it. Oh, yeah and, yeah. and I think that was right around this same time. But the Who weren't up and on and running on their feet at the, around the same time. Like yeah. the Beatles are predate the Rolling Stones a little bit. Yeah. And the Rolling Stones like are formed as a band in '62, but they're not really yeah. hitting their stride until like '65. Oh yeah. And it just happens to coincide with '67 being so psychedelic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Who had while they had like songs and albums out, they don't really become the Who until after Tommy, and that's '69. Oh, okay. You know, so that's a little yeah. a little time later. Yeah. So. Um, like, I mean, I like the Who's early stuff, too. I like the Who's Sell Out as a, as a weird an album it is, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't really have hits. It's, it's everybody's experimenting and doing different things in 67. Yeah. So, uh, one thing I wanted to point out that I thought was fun, which I had never noticed, I've had this, this vinyl album since, I'm going to ballpark 2000. Like, I bought this on eBay nice. way back in the day. Yeah, there was did. like, there were like a bunch, I bought like a lot of Rolling Stones sure. albums. Like, you could buy eight albums, and I still have, I think, almost all of them. Yeah. But what I never noticed on this is... Because I think on the cover for Sgt. Pepper's, there's some random little reference to the Rolling Stones. Like there's like a somebody's wearing a T-shirt, like a because there's so many people on the cover. Yeah. Or there's like a kid wearing a T-shirt or something. Something about the Rolling Stones. Yep. That if you look on the cover, you can actually see this is George Harrison over here oh. underneath Charlie Watts. This is John Lennon here underneath Bill Wyman. And allegedly the other uh, Beatles are on here somewhere, but I can't find them. But I oh. never noticed this. I've had again. I've, I've I never sat and stared at this. I wasn't like. Yeah, yeah. Drugged up enough, I think, in in college to really get into this weird yeah. color uh, cover with Mick wearing like the the wizard hat and yeah. you know, everybody wearing their funky '60s stuff. But I looked around; I can't find anybody else. But allegedly, they're here somewhere. So. Interesting. Never noticed that. Thought that was kind of fun. Oh, that is fun. Yeah. So look at them. Their Satanic Majesty's requests. Uh, yeah. After this, they got a producer. Yep. Uh, again, and they went back to making just fun blues rock music. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently everybody even in the band hates this album. Like, <laughs> Mick and Keith are both like, Yeah, that album sucks. Like there's there's like they never play any of these songs in concert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, She's a Rainbow maybe once in a while, yeah. but that's about it. Um I mean look, they're not wrong. No. Uh I realize that there are drawbacks. Yeah. But uh it's funny, um just two quick things and then we will get out of, yeah, no, of that's this fine. end of the yeah, conversation. This is what we're here to do. Yeah. At the two thousand New Year I wanna say the two thousand New Year, I was hanging out with I was with Munchak and we were at somebody's house. 
I feel like we've had this conversation not that long ago. Yeah. Because yeah. when we get together with Munchak, it seems like we've been reminiscing a lot lately. Yeah. But I want to say that, like, I always had this thing about, like, back then, it was like you would call radio stations to request songs and whatnot. Yeah. And on that, that New Year's, wherever we were, I was calling, like, Rock 107 or whoever would play it to play this to play 2000 Manx. I thought it would be kind of neat. And they oh. did. Aww. At like 1.30 in the morning they finally got around to it. But yeah. I think even they recognized Synergy. It makes sense. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Uh, and as much as I love that song I also yeah. realized the, not that long ago a week or two ago I was watching Bottle Rocket the, the sure. Wes Anderson yeah. movie. And I think we were well you were asleep. You were sleeping or that something. Sounds so about right. This is the only time I ever watch things with subtitles on. Yeah. Because I'm not a big subtitles fan. I just find them distracting. Yeah. But the weird thing about the Bottle Rocket with the subtitles on is they actually have, like, the lyrics to songs that are playing in the background. Oh. So they're really distracting yeah. uh, uh, subtitles. Yeah. And I don't know if I knew this at the time. I, I don't watch Bottle Rocket a lot. It's a lot different than the other yeah. Wes Anderson movies. But 2000 Man plays through this whole one section. And I realized, watching this, I have no idea what any of the lyrics to that <laughs> are. So I'm reading it, I'm like, that's what they're saying? I've heard this song... 500 times <laughs> blew my mind oh so. that's amazing yeah you know what i'd be curious about mm. uh if they had them in 1967 what were the beatles passwords <laughs> they didn't have any um yeah so okay so well we know george's password it was my sweet lord all in caps because <laughs> he wanted to get it on the album and they were always like no george go sit in the corner he kept trying yeah um based on what i read about the recording of sergeant pepper i think uh paul's might have been George. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why everybody hated on George so much. I know. He had a he couple seemed, good songs. He pretty good. Yeah. All right. So, look, we've all heard of the Beatles. I'm not going to Could you break it down? Who was in the Beatles? They were pretty Who good. did they have? <laughs> they had uh, 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 Jay Lennon. Ooh, um, Jimmy Lennon. <laughs> Jimmy Lennon. Yeah. He was Vladimir Lennon's, like, grandson, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He's also buried in the Kremlin. <laughs> right. He's in the Kremlin. Yeah. Uh, 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 Pedro McCartney. Ooh. And he's like Stella McCartney's father? No, that's uh, that's accurate, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, well, I'm does. saying, like, she's the famous one. I don't, oh. know, I don't know that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pedro. Yeah, uh, Pedro. Yeah. Um, the star of the group. Ringo Starr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That was for you. That was really good. Um, yep, Ringo. Yeah. And then uh, Jimmy Harrison. Sure. <laughs> Who yeah. apparently everybody hated. Everybody who he hated. would come in with great songs, <laughs> yes. but then he would later put together and put out an album. And they were all like, and they were like, George, go do something else. <laughs> we don't we're care. here. There's adults talking. <laughs> we, we don't go sit. Go sit over there. I've never watched that that documentary that's apparently on Apple, but apparently that's like half the documentary. <laughs> it's just them being dicks to George. <laughs> <laughs> Why did everybody hate George? I don't know. <laughs> I always like George. You know. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the Beatles. I'm, look, this is going to sound like I'm going to go through the whole history of the Beatles. I'm not. I didn't walk through the history of the Rolling no, Stones. No, but they did form in 1958. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they basically, like, catapulted right into Beatlemania. Yeah. Uh, were good. They uh, were good. They were good. People yeah. liked them a yeah, lot. Yeah. Like, too much, too I would much. say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, the thing about this album and how it fits into their sort of discography is that they were really sort of resist it seems like they were really sort of resisting the like mop top like cheesy pop kind of thing because they weren't even doing concerts anymore at this point no right they had just stopped doing concerts yeah, yeah. their last concert was like at the it was in san francisco at candlestick hmm. um and i think it was in like i think it was in like 1965 yeah i thought that was always the thing with them is that they just didn't do shows after yeah a and, the, and i think their music gets so complicated it would have been impossible to do live anyway oh impossible yeah. but apparently like i think it was george 
Marge said that he was going to leave the band, mm. and which, you know, if, if your friends are treating you that way, I don't really blame him. Sure. But that one of the things that got him to stay was, like, saying that he they wouldn't tour anymore. Um, and McCartney was, like, the last to let go of the touring. But, like, yeah, they just were, like, did, didn't want to tour anymore. They had a couple situations um, where, like, they had to, like, narrowly escape India because they had said some things that were inappropriate and, like, there were maybe riots. Mm. And then when they were touring... Uh, that last tour, they were going to Japan and got like a note that someone was going to kill them. And oh. so they were like, maybe, maybe not this anymore. Is the octopus's garden like a holy site in India? <laughs> and they were like, oh, we're going to talk yeah, about this. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't remember what the story was about them getting like, they, they did something that offended people. Fair. Uh, oh, I think, it, oh, I do remember what it was. It was that they had, like the state had invited them to dinner or something. The, the like first woman of first lady of india okay i don't remember who that was at the time but like had invited them to like a dinner or something and their manager had said no because they always say no and apparently that did not go over well and so they like narrowly escaped india and then they did go back but like it it was not great yeah they weren't touring anymore and they were you know Mm -hmm. recording and this was a a druggy period i would say even for the beatles even for the beatles yeah yeah it's funny because i don't think the beatles drug use gets as much popular acclaim as some other bands of the time. I guess because none of them die of drugs, right? Yeah. And I don't know how much they ever got arrested or like they didn't right. get into mayhem. They just did drugs. Yeah. Like they apparently there was this like meeting that they had with Bob Dylan, which is considered like a real significant moment because it was when like Bob Dylan's fans and the Beatles fans were still really separate, but they like came together and Bob like introduced them to weed. Oh. And they were like, Weed? That's pretty good. <laughs> And then they have an album that's like the Weed album before this. It was um, not one I had heard of. <laughs> an, un- an unknown Beatles album just about weed? It was about weed. It had a- well, you know Paul's password is buried on that album. <laughs> Paul is dead. <laughs> oh, it was Rubber Soul. Oh, Rubber which Soul. Is not, which is not... You like, know the cover. It's very... And, and like the songs, I know. Like yeah, yeah. it's a, yeah, but I just didn't recognize that as an album name. But anyway, that was 65. That was their Weed album. Mm. But yeah, and then like George and... John got into LSD. Sure. Paul, like, refused to do it with them. He was, like, the goody two-shoes. But then uh, during a break, like, after they had stopped touring, before they started recording again, yeah. he went and did he, LSD on his own. Once he started watching Hondo, got real into <laughs> LSD. Like you do. He just had a weekend in Liverpool, and he was like, oh, what's going to be on the telly? Uh, Hondo. And then he gets high. That's my Paul McCartney. It's really good, actually. Yeah. 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 You're welcome. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Uh, great. Yeah. Uh, good job. <laughs> Oh, do you to watch the Batman TV show? Oh, maybe I'll drop some LSD. The Joker is my favorite. I'm just gonna wait. No, that's it. I'm just gonna let you play that that's out. That's enough. Um, so yeah, Sgt. Pepper has uh, got a lot of bands or got a lot of songs that you know. So isn't it interesting listening to Sgt. Pepper because so much of now is like the Beatles didn't make any bad songs. And this yeah. is like popularly and forever the the case. So yeah. People like you can pick up any album, listen to any song, and it's fine. Even if that's being even if that's an exaggeration it's generous it's still a kind of just an accepted thing because they didn't make enough uh albums yeah. really they only put out you know yeah. what 10 albums or something mm-hmm. like that uh, i'm surprised sitting and listening to sergeant pepper how much of sergeant pepper i kind of don't like 
Like it's fine. They sound like Beatles songs, but a lot of those songs after the first couple that you really know yeah. are just all kind of like ugh. They're a little generic. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of really amazing songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, so, okay, here's, here's I think, the difference. So, uh, with Sgt. Pepper, there are, like, the really amazing songs, and those are the hits, those are the ones you know. And then there are the ones that sound like, 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 Chat GPT is doing a Beatles song. Like, that's <laughs> right. what it sounds like, right? Yeah. yeah. With the Rolling Stones album, <laughs> it's like, there's one r- pretty good Rolling Stones song. There's, like, four or five songs that are okay, like, this is pretty good. And then there's, like, half-hour garbage. And I think that's the difference between the two albums, I would oh, say. Oh, I'm not, I'm not even trying to argue that the Rolling Stones album is a better album. Yeah. I enjoy it more because this is not the Beatles album I really like. Sure. But, you know, but nonetheless, like, A Day in the Life is still, like, the best Beatles song. Oh, and so yeah. the fact that Day that comes out great. of this album yeah. is like, oh, my God. And, like, a lot of, the, I mean, there's a lot of good songs on this album. Yeah. It's just that I think this this album hits a weird stretch in the middle. Yeah. That's not great, where yep. you just have, like, Fixing a Hole and... Uh, lovely Rita yeah. and uh, the Mr. Kite song. And, like, and they're the, all just kind of And mad. the only George Harrison song in this album, Within You, Without You. Which is nothing. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, look, it's not great. Yeah. Uh, is that actually a George Harrison song? Yeah. 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 It's the only one. I know Every, it sounded very George Harrison every, at the time, Everything but... else is considered Lennon and McCartney. Yeah. And that's how they operated. The get, George would get one song an one album. Song. Ringo every once in a while would get a song. Yeah, yeah, not on this. He did. He is lead vocals on with a little help from my friends. But oh. he, I mean, all the songs are written by Lennon and McCartney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically how most of these bands operate, mm-hmm. right? Like the Who, all the Who songs are Pete Townsend songs. Yeah, like, yeah. Except for every once in a while, there'd be like one crazy John Entwistle song. <laughs> Uh, like it's just, but it's very rare, yeah. you know. Uh, What's the most famous John Entwistle song? He wrote uh, "My Wife." My wife. I don't know that uh, one. He wrote "Boris the Spider." Oh my god! These are not famous songs. No, no. The, all the famous songs are Pete Townsend's. But I feel like we've had like who song, like even deeper catalog who songs that we enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Those I've not heard of. Oh my! You'd know my wife to hear it. That's a that's on like one of their greatest hits albums. That's like an okay song. I'm yeah. not gonna sing it. No, I was trying to come up with a my wife joke. <laughs> my so, wife. Uh, my wife is in jeopardy. <laughs> you know it, dear. Um, and then uh, I think, I don't think there's any, I can't think of any Rolling Stones songs that weren't written, that either weren't just existing covers yeah. or weren't uh, Glimmer Twin songs. I don't, I don't think there's anything. Is that what they call themselves? They were referred to as the Glimmer Twins a Get lot. Get the f*** out of here. Yeah. I don't think I don't think there's one random char- there might be one random Charlie Watts song. They they, they put out what 30 40 albums. Yeah, yeah. Is there one like Bill Wyman song? <laughs> You're just like, be, right? uh, let me write uh uh dearest uh my friend. I like my friend and he was like with this song? <laughs> I always got the impression that they just wrote so many songs that that's why every once in a while there's like a random Mick Jagger solo album. Yeah. Like they're just like, well, it's all of this stuff. Yeah. So I don't think there's ever a point where they're just soliciting other people in the band. Like, Charlie, do you have a song? Like, and he's like, no. <laughs> we're, we're light on songs Yeah, I don't think that was really something that took uh, place, so. So, I, I mean, I don't know that I have more to say about Sgt. Pepper. Do you, I don't even know. Do you have a favorite Beatles album or do you just have songs? I not really, so, okay, I didn't really discover the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> until until was, like a year ago, <laughs> I was like a, a I was late in high school. I yeah. think 
the year they put out whatever their that one album mm. is with all their number one hits. Yeah. My dad got me that for Christmas, yeah. and I was like, the Beatles are pretty good. They got a lot of good but songs. But before that, I did not know anything. Like my parents didn't listen to the Beatles. Like I had no yeah. Beatles knowledge, and so and then I I did own Sgt. Pepper. That was the only other album I've ever owned on CD. Mm. I just acquired it somewhere, which is weird. That is like. Weird. But yeah, I mean, and that was like when I was a junior or senior in high school that mm. I first discovered the Beatles. So there are lots of Beatles songs I probably haven't even heard, yeah. which is not great. So no, I don't really have a favorite album because I don't know the Beatles in that way. I just know their I know their hits. Yeah. Like I know a lot of them. I know a lot sure. of Beatles songs, but like no, I going don't really. by album. Yeah. yeah, you have to kind of be like buying stuff. Yeah, I couldn't tell you like a distinct difference between a lot of Beatles albums. Yeah, like I you know I was never a huge Beatles person. I was more of a Rolling Stones Who person. Yeah, but. Like, what's on Revolver versus what's on the White Album, I couldn't really tell yeah. you. It's just, like, from a point, all of yeah. their albums are great. Well, the other thing is, like, they, they you know, you, they say the Beatles didn't make a lot of albums, but if you look at the period of time that they were active, they, they were, made a, a ton of albums. I mean, everybody was cranking out albums yeah. at that point. Like, that's why, like, the fact that, like, when I, I always, again, did we talk about, I don't know, this might have been before we were recording, but this idea that, like, I always think of the Rolling Stones as having hits from the beginning. Yeah. Like, when they form in 62, I think, like, well, they have so many songs yeah. that they must have. But they only really started putting out hits in 65. Satisfaction's from 65. That's crazy. Like, and I'm just like, that's like their... I mean, they had songs yeah, before yeah. that, but, like, that's like their big, yeah. you know... And it sounds like early Rolling Stones. Right. Because it's so, that, like, simple... Ro- I mean, yeah. it's it's, a, it's jazzier and I think better than the Beatles' early stuff. But, yeah. like, it, it's a relatively, like, basic yeah. song. Yeah. A, like, basic rock song. Yeah. But, like, their stuff evolves very quickly. Oh, yeah. Like, even through this period, like, where yeah. this is clearly this weird sidetrack. But... You know, the fact that they're still not a bad... At, like, they still don't have a year where they didn't put out something. Because, yeah. because uh, Between the Buttons is also this year, so... Yeah, so, like, this... Figure, this is 67, and this is their eighth album. And like, <laughs> That's crazy. And they formed in 62 and didn't really have hits until yeah. 65. So, like, like, some of their early albums are just covers. Yeah. But it's still kind of a crazy thing how much music people put out back mm-hmm. then compared to now. Where people somebody puts out an album every three years now. But, I mean, that's the weird thing about the Beatles is, like, I pulled up their album list just because I didn't, you know, I didn't really know it that well. Mm. And their first album is Please Please Me, which has songs on it. You, It has it had Love Me Do, you mm. know? I mean... Is that their first American album or their first album No, overall? that's their first album overall in 1963. Mm. And then... You know, it's it's a little bit hard because there's some album called With the Beatles. That's the one with the black when yeah. they're wearing black and There's stuff. a difference between... that's This is something I noticed with the yeah. Stones is that I think this is their eighth UK album, but their sixth US album. Yeah. And, like, there's so many... There were so many differences in the early albums. This was actually their first album that has the exact same track list yeah. in both versions. Yeah. Because otherwise there was always some difference. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. And, and I think Sgt. Pepper was the first album of the Beatles that was put out the same in the UK and the US like yeah. that was that was their thing and the the album after please please me does have like a number of covers on it which is yeah. interesting but then they're into help by or hard days night by 64 like yeah. it's pretty like yeah they became the fa- famous very quick yeah that's why even like the early Beatles greatest hits are split up into the two time periods, even yeah. though they're only a band for eight, nine years. Yeah. But the first one is like, there's a very different sound to the first four years and then the rest of it. And so yeah. like, they have the, the red cover and then the blue cover. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was always just more of a later Beatles yeah. person. Well, like, I think that music is objectively better. Like, yeah. it's just they're, they've matured. But it's also a very different type of music. Totally different. You know, like, they yeah. evolve a lot too. Yeah. So I remember 
my my parents weren't big. My mom liked the Beatles, but yeah. she wasn't somebody like a Beatles person. Like she didn't. I don't remember her playing the Beatles around mm-hmm. the house because I think she liked early Beatles music. Yeah, yeah. When I got really into the Rolling Stones, like my parents really weren't Rolling Stones people. But like my dad said, like the Rolling Stones songs he liked were like as tears go by and like time is on my side like real early stuff yeah. stuff that sounds nothing like that yeah, other yeah, stuff yeah. but it sounds like music of the time yeah and I yeah, think that totally. that's what that was yeah. it's like it's just that slight hangover from 50s 60s rock and roll that's like just different enough yeah from later 60s music yeah I think to go into like I mean the Rolling Stones obviously put out but like the Beatle um, Let It Be I think was their last album Let it was it in be, like yeah. 70 yeah, yeah. and so you're that bridge between the 50s and the 70s like that's a huge difference yeah, yeah. in music and just how different everything yeah. sounded just how how advanced it yeah gets, you yeah know? with yeah. this psychedelic phase in the middle right. which is not really reflected in either end of the spectrum yeah really it only I lasts mean, for a little while and yeah. like bands who really made all of their bones on psychedelic music kind of didn't last yeah that's why it would have been interesting to see like if hendrix had lived yeah what would that have become or like, or the doors the yeah. same way because it's just kind of like this is all they did. Yeah. How would that have evolved into other music? Because yeah. they didn't exist before. Yeah. Really, so it, it's interesting to me that you would classify the doors that way when you really f- hate the doors. I do. But you're into the psychedelic albums of these other bands. Like that's, that's there's yeah, it's something with the doors aren't quite the same as like the real psychedelic music of the time. Their music is psychedelic music, to be sure. I'd yeah. only include them, really, because Jim Morrison dies. Yeah. And the band oh, doesn't yeah, exist yeah. after yeah, a point. But, yeah, I just always thought that the the Doors were so... They're so far up their own ass with all their like their poetry and all their nonsense that it's like it's and I know a lot of psychedelic bands were that way, yeah, yeah. but it was the it was the following they got where they became this thing only because Jim Morrison dies. Yeah. Where I feel like if he didn't die, no one would talk about the Doors. Yeah. Like they wouldn't be anything now. Yeah. They would just be so they would be the peanut butter conspiracy. <laughs> they would just be another band from the time this that no one would talk statement. about. I, I just, I really like. They had no. The Doors have good songs, mm-hmm. a couple of them, but most of their songs are horrible. <laughs> and I don't understand how how this grew up around them. That's not just hero worship for somebody who dies. Yeah. Not not to bring this up again, but I still feel if Kurt Cobain had lived, <laughs> oh my god, Pearl Jam would be considered a much better band than Nirvana. Because they are. <laughs> but because he died and they put out so little amount of music, yeah. this weird cult of personality grew up around him. Yeah. But now Nirvana is the second greatest band of all time when they weren't even the they weren't even the best grunge band from Seattle. Like it's, it doesn't even make sense. Like it's just I don't I don't get that. But that's what uh, I feel the doors are. Where we should I almost feel like we should rename our show uh, it happened one year our unpopular opinions. <laughs> Nirvana, meh. No, Nirvana's good. I just feel that yeah, yeah, it's I get not, it. I don't think I get, it, I get my it. Nirvana opinion is not my doors opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like that's why Nirvana is what they are yeah. today. Uh, I can't explain why the hell the doors are what they are. I don't. <laughs> I don't get that at all. That's like when Paul Walker dies and everybody all of a sudden becomes a huge Paul Walker fan. <laughs> I don't get that. I'm like, yeah. guys, like we don't have to make superlatives out of people just because they've died. Like, yeah, it just doesn't work that way. So. Yeah. I say this as someone who has written a thousand obituaries <laughs> in the last ten years. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah. So, uh, yeah. just to wrap up, my yeah. favorite Beatles album is Abbey Road. That's never going to change. Okay. Oh, that's definitive. Just throwing that out there. Okay. I don't know if I have my favorite Rolling Stones album has always been Exile on Main Street. Uh, yeah. I mean, which is not a, a, a risky uh, opinion. I don't yeah. think. I mean, I like some of their other albums, you know, yeah. a lot. But can we do favorite songs? I feel like that's more relatable. Yeah. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite Beatles song? 
I think my favorite Beatles song is A Day in the Life. Yeah. Uh, from de- Sgt. Pepper. It depends on the day. Um, Can I tell you my least favorite Beatles song? Yeah. Uh, it is Glass Onion, which is also the name of the <laughs> Knives Out sequel. <laughs> or Chives Out. <laughs> They should have called that movie Chives Out. I know. I think I told you this, but I had a dream that there was a third Knives Out movie (laughs) called Chives Out, and I went to see it without you. You got real mad at me. (laughs) I'd be mad. Did you see what I posted the other day? There's this mashup on YouTube. of. I uh, didn't watch it, but I did see it. It's a mashup of all the Muppet movies and Daniel Craig's character, (laughs) and it's just called Rainbow Connection, and it's it's wonderful. Because they keep keep pushing this idea. Yeah. We're we're real close. This might happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, Yeah, that's exciting. If nothing else, like... He should just do a special. Yeah. You know? Yeah. With the Muppets and Debbie Green. Uh, Favorite Beatles song? I think it's... Uh, you ask me... You <laughs> love ask me, me do. It's not love me do. You ask me on 10 different days, I will give you 10 different answers. Today, I think it's Eleanor Rigby. Oh. I really like Eleanor Rigby. Yeah. It's a good I like song. Eleanor Rigby. It's yeah. got a good, like, cello thing going. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's a good vibe. Yeah. I think my favorite lyrics to a Beatles song are, uh, she came in through the bathroom window. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I love that whole crazy stretch of Abbey Road at the end. Yeah. Yeah, uh, or Maxwell true. Silverhammer. I'm a big, yeah. I'm a big Abbey Road guy. Yeah. What's your favorite Rolling Stone song? Oh, I think you can make an argument that the Rolling Stone song that our whole relationship is built on yeah. is a little song called Monkey Man yes. <laughs> for no real reason. Yes. I, I was just early on in the relationship. We were talking about we it. We would talk about it. The first, so listeners, come we're getting with, into relationship come with us stuff. on this journey. Yeah. When I met Joe, two thousand and four. <laughs> 19 years ago. And and we exchanged phone numbers or whatever. He was like, if I'm not here, leave a message. And I was like, what do you mean leave a message? And I didn't realize I was calling his landline with his answering machine. And I was like, oh my God, what? You need a cell phone. 2004? That's not that, that's not that crazy. I know, but I had had a cell phone since at least 2003. And so I actually got my cell phone in in the fall of 2003. But uh, 2002, no, I Mm. had, anyway. It doesn't matter. So I took Joe to, I believe, the... Did you get Verizon to start or did you get Sprint? We tried Sprint and they actually were honest and said at that point that like Sprint... You didn't have service, that's Sprint right. for where I lived wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Even though I lived in the middle of Sprint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then I had to go to Because I think I might have had AT&T or something at the time but, yeah. and then switched to Verizon. Because anyway. Sprint had some sort of different deal nights and weekends or something yeah. that was different. But I think there was mobile to mobile at the time. So it was important that we be Everything on the same network. Everything was cheaper. Network. Like yeah. net texts and stuff were cheaper. Anyway, so we go, we get Joe his first cell phone. Uh, it and happened the- one year... <laughs> 2004. 2004. Yeah. Uh, and the first text message he sent me said, all my friends are junkies. That's not really true. <laughs> and I just don't, I don't, yeah. obviously don't still have it because that was sure. many cell phones ago. Yeah. But I remember uh, not only getting it, but I remember where I was when I got it. Oh. Do you I was, remember the first text you sent me? Yes. You were playing beer pong. Yeah. And it was that Team Sexy was floundering. Team Sexy is floundering. It was you and JD. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I do remember that. Classic. Oh, good times. Yeah. And now we've sent millions of text messages. Yeah, well, it was bound to happen. <laughs> but yeah, Monkey Man, I would say the song that the whole relationship is built on. Totally, yeah. What's your favorite Rolling Stone song? Well, now I'm... They have a thousand pretty, songs. Pretty horrible if I don't say that. No. Um, Monkey Man's fine. That song's crazy. favorite Rolling Stone song... Ro- the weird thing is Rolling Stones... The Rolling Stones are such your thing Yeah. that... It's hard for me not to just say, like, your favorite song. So it'd be like, what's my favorite Sarah Bareilles song? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I do think the... This is not necessarily my favorite song, but the thing I remember the most is the first time we went to see the Rolling Stones, we went to Hershey. It was in, like, 2005. Yeah. We were in the last seats in the, seats in the stadium, but 
there were so like that was the first concert I think I'd ever gone to where like they were playing songs I didn't know and I was like this song is great <laughs> because we didn't like do a lot of prep we might have listened to an album or something but we didn't do a lot of prep so I got there and I was like oh my god yeah and the the song I remember them singing in that concert was hey you get off of my cloud and I was like <laughs> this song is amazing like this is hilarious I love this and so that one kind of sticks with me I wouldn't say that's my favorite but that one kind of sticks with me. that's what's with me. yeah nice well done yeah. It's interesting just because they have so many songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to pick. Yeah. No, I just have albums. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I have a favorite song, don't my, you? My all, the song I always say is my favorite Rolling Stone song is Let's Spend the Night Together. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's just what I always say. Yeah. I, I, that's probably true. But, like, when you get right down to it, there's so many Rolling Stone songs that I, I don't have. It's not quite the same way for me. I couldn't even name you, like, what would be my top five Beatles songs. I have, yeah, like, yeah. two songs I love, and then, like, other songs I all like, but I, I don't have... Yeah. I'm somebody who makes a lot of lists. I don't yeah. have that in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go through phases with... I, I want to come back to them, but I go through phases with Beatles songs. There was a period of time where Here Comes the Sun was, like, my favorite song ever. Like, yeah. I just was uh, completely obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. But then it fades away. Like, I research talk about it. I don't, I don't know if that's my favorite. But I genuinely thought you were going to say Painted Black was your favorite song. Really? Painted Black? Yeah, I had this whole narrative in my head that like it was your favorite song, and you'd never seen them play it in concert. And then when we went, they played it. We that were like, is Oh true. my god, they played it. That is true. So when you were like, "Oh, it's let's spend the night together," I was like, "Wait, what?" So I mean, I think the first Rolling Stones album I ever bought was a tape of uh, "Through the Past Darkly," which is their greatest hits volume two. Oh my god. Which I don't know, I don't even know how that fits in with anything, but. It's basically later 60s songs. Kind of. Paint It Black is from 66 or something, so it's not that much later. Yeah. But it's just, I think, after those first couple songs that all kind of sound the same, that old rock and roll. But I think the reason I bought it probably was for Paint It Black or Mother's Little Helper. It's a very, it is, Through the Past Darkly, it's their dark album. That yeah. Has, you know, those kind of songs on it. Um, Sympathy for the Devil, I think, might be on it. Sure. Like, it's those kind of songs. But, yeah, I think for the longest time, the thing really was just every time I saw them in concert, they didn't play Planet Back. And I didn't understand that. I was like, I never knew what that was about. I didn't know if that had something to do with Altamont. Oh, like if we, I yeah. always kind of assumed it did. But then I was like, they can't have not played it in concert for 30 years. Like, yeah. the, you know, the first time I saw them was in 97. And then I think I've seen them five or six times, maybe. And it was only the last time that they actually played it. So I don't know what that was about. I think maybe it was just bad luck. Like, they didn't play it until that last time we saw it? Wasn't it the last time? I thought they'd the played that. Field one? Yeah, at a time we saw them before. It could have been Indian. Yeah. We saw them in Indianapolis in like 2015. Yeah. It could have been then. It was yeah. later for sure, though. Yeah. Like, I'd seen them in concert for almost 20 years, and all of a sudden. Yeah. But I don't know what that was actually about. Interesting. Yeah, but huh. I don't think it was. It's not because it's my favorite song. I think it was really just because I was. It was weird. It was frustrating yeah. that it didn't happen. You know? Yeah. So. Well, I'm learning new things. There we go. Here. But that's what I always usually say. But I. I mean. I don't know. It's hard to say. There's a yeah. lot of Exile on Main Street songs I really like. Rocks yeah. Off is great. I don't, you know, it's hard to, it's, I've never made that list. I should make that list. You should. Just my, my 200 favorite Rolling Stones. Song. Amazing. Yeah. And of course, my top 10 least favorite Beatles songs. So <laughs> I'm just going to keep working through the list. So. They're all George Harrison songs. <laughs> I like some George Harrison songs. <laughs> Sorry, George. Here comes the, he did Here Comes the Sun, right? It's a great song. It's a great yeah. song. And yeah. I love, his solo album, uh, All Things Must Pass, is great. Oh. So, yeah. All right. Well, we should wrap this up. Oh, my gosh. We, we were going to keep this one short. We failed. This has not worked out. You can cut as much of this as you would like. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to keep all of it. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a bad idea. This is uh, this is what we're here for. Sorry, listeners. Joe hasn't even finished his red wine cocktail. I've been talking. <laughs> uh, how do you want to go out? Look it. 
This is a music episode. I sing every time. You I- haven't sang, and the listeners have been writing in. People are adding us on Twitter. They're like, uh, Sarah has been shirking her singing responsibilities. That's a lie. Is it possible she knows the words to, I want to hold your hand? No, no, no. You make me sing every time. It is your turn. What if I say, help, I need somebody? Help. Not just anybody. That's it. I'm oh, not doing it anymore. I sing a, every time. That was a lot. Thank you. That was as much as we needed. I And you never sing. Never. I, you know, as much as we uh, talk about Monkey Man, there's a lot of confusing lyrics in there that I'm guessing <laughs> I just don't know the words to. Uh, I am just a monkey man. I hope you were a monkey woman, too. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. This has been It Happened One Year. Please follow us on all the random social media sites that exist and rate us wherever you possibly can. That'd be great. <laughs>